Can you see if that Red Bull can's empty? <laughs> you might be an addict, what? <laughs> Fuck! <sighs> Damn it. The first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. I do. I don't think he's ever had a problem admitting he has a caffeine problem. <laughs> no, I'm You no can pro- make a pot of coffee. There's so much fucking Oh my gosh, you put grounds in and then water and no. then push a button! My bike, I'll make that might cost more than a time. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. While our son is distracted, welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros podcast. <laughs> we gotta give him a couple of minutes to warm up his brain and his heart. Uh, all three of us are here today. We're in a bit of a time crunch because Spencer has to go to work. Like an adult. Yeah, sorry. Loser. I have to work. I didn't get to play hooky and have a three-day weekend. Loser. Loser. Uh, we are... Loser. We are three special poor boys sitting around a microphone making random grunts and groans. And uh, some, sometimes those grunts and groans are about comic books and comic movies and TV shows. And whatever tickles our fancy. Colin is currently making coffee, uh, and that is the strange background noise. Our shtick is that we are poor, and we try to read these things on the cheap. And it doesn't always work. It hardly works, actually. Colin is so poor, he reuses his his spaghetti water for his coffee. I thought you were just going to say he reuses the coffee filter, like the paper one. He just dumps it out, rinses it a little bit, flaps I've it around in the sink. I've tried that. I've known people to use paper towels for that. Ooh. Very bad. Yeah. The, the rinsing doesn't do the worst thing in the world. It tastes like camp coffee, you know? Okay, that's not bad. Not camp coffee made of percolator, mind right. you. Right. Just that's good stuff. boiling coffee grounds. Most exactly. fucking... He doesn't even know what he's disagreeing with. Yes, I do. Percolator coffee, fucker. Wow. <laughs> You're still wrong. <laughs> I do. I do prefer like hot pour over though. That that stuff's really good. The, oh, the, what with a the fucking dr- hipster. <laughs> I'm not even talking about espresso. I'm just talking about just just no, a funnel. No, but cup- I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're fucking talking about. I'm not even talking about espresso. Express. Espresso. Thank you, Colin. For I knowing... know what you're talking about, you stupid <sighs> fart. We're here. That's to... like the least hipster thing I've said all week. I like a. It's decent coffee. That's nothing special. I don't special. understand really the difference. I don't understand the difference between the hot pour over and just regular. Hot pour over Hipster. with a machine. That's what it is. Usually, like the filters are different or whatever, but the coffee is usually ground more finely, and then it's put. It's done like cup by cup instead of by a pot, so it doesn't. It's just different. I mean, you can measure this to be one cup, but whatever. I don't get it. We're not here to talk about coffee. We are here to talk. But what if we were? <laughs> <laughs> what if we were to talk about coffee? What if we did go see the Barbie movie? We are. He's not! He said so yesterday! Hey, 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 hey. My girlfriend will come with us. She's actually disappointed I'm going with you, so she can third. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. We are wearing pink. 
I will own anything. I'm providing you with pink. No, because you're gonna buy me a shirt that's like two sizes too small. No, I'll give you, you wear fucking tight ass clothes. I'll give you a button. Whenever or I something. see you wear clothes, it's like way too tight. I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Dude? When do you see me not wearing and clothes? And then whenever you buy me clothes, oh my gosh, whenever you buy me clothes, it's like way too small for me. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not a petite little boy. I usually get I'm you. I'm a fat fuck. I usually get you extra larges. Holy cow, you're not that big. Speaking of petite little boys, do you want to talk about Howl's Moving Castle? Yes. I do. <laughs> now, the key question is, Colin, did you actually rewatch it recently? The key is, Colin, did you actually rewatch it recently? Of course I didn't, bitch. <laughs> of course not. But um, I know it already, so fucking suck my little... So, yeah, it's a it's a movie. It's a 2004... Stu- do you movie. pronounce it as Ghibli or Ghibli? Ghibli. Okay, Ghibli. that's what I thought. Giblets. Yeah, if you say Ghibli, you are, like I, commit, you commit <laughs> war crimes, and you are the reason the Holocaust happened. <laughs> um, the, the crowd uh, audience is gonna wonder why Colin isn't in this episode. It's because I keep having to censor everything that comes out of his mouth. Don't say the c word. He gets very upset. He's semen. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a 2004. Uh, Japanese animated fantasy film. It, it's anime. Um, loosely based on the 1986 novel of the same la- name by English author Diane Wynne Jones. Uh, it's a Studio Ghibli movie and distributed by Toho. We know this. Um, so I watched the, the English dubbed version. Of course, you have to because it has Christian Bale. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. You know, it's funny. He loves anime. And he's like, I gotta be a part of a Studio Ghibli movie. I gotta. And he, like, contacted them, and he plays Hal in House of Castle. I recognized a lot of the voices. I did recognize Billy Crystal right away, but, like, everybody else, I was like, I know these voices. I don't know where from, whatever. I had to look them up afterwards. This is a genuinely really good dub. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really mm-hmm. good. Yep. So, did, did, did you, I'm assuming you watched the dub, Jacob. <laughs> I don't think you Don't ever... sound so patronizing. I'm... You watched it too. Oh, you never watch anything subbed, so that's That's cool. not true. Are you, a, are you a double for a sub guy? It depends on what I'm watching. Good. It yeah, it depends Good answer. On, it depends on the quality of the dub, usually. Not even. Most Ghibli movies have really good dubs though. Um I watch all Ghibli movies in dub. Wow, Colin's not a complete purist. I'm impressed. No, of course not. I'm I just love weed. the coffee going in the background. It makes for very good background noise. Yeah, that's it... me pissing into a pot. <laughs> that clip was so funny from last week. What? I'm lost. Jacob clipped out that entire piss thing. Piss thing. His fire hose. And... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Oh. No, it. It's a Patreon exclusive. He, oh, okay. he left the jokes just for Jeff end. to hear Spencer piss. You can't actually hear him pissing. <laughs> no, which was surprising. It's just you guys speculating on how I pee. If people are wondering why there is a rumbling in the background, it's because Colin woke up five minutes ago, and if you check the time of the recording, it's five minutes and twenty seconds. It's six minutes. <laughs> so figure that one out. He's sleepy. Anywho, uh, so, so we have coffee. Uh, we have a a. World, whereas there is technology. Uh, he knew what I was talking about. Um, we have a world set in uh, 
roughly the early 20th century in a world where there's magic but also fun technology and funny boats and ships and stuff and there's war and it's all vague as hell which I thought was nice because it's the movie's not really about the war in and of itself or what kingdoms are warring with which kingdoms it's about how war is cringe um so we have witches and wizards and how it affects love it does I like yeah so we have Howl who's a wizard you also have and we have a menage a trois of curses elaborate you have Howl who's cursed you have Sophie who's cursed who's cursed and you have Defia Demon who's probably cursed kind of he, he's bound. Yeah, kind of. Uh, they, they don't really explain He's bound it by a promise, For most of the movie. Anywho, so there isn't a lot of plot to this, and I kind of like that. It's It feels closer to a series of vignettes with characters. After the initial, like, 10, 15 minutes, it's like a series of vignettes with these characters in different cool situations. They're all strung together. Vignettes. Vignettes. He, he's been dying to use that word. I love that word. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a pretty short, picture. No. <laughs> uh, typically, like, um... <laughs> snap- Penis. Sure. It's like, little snapshots of life. Like, a vignette is like a... Um, a vignette. So, what's a good other thing that does vignettes? A vignette um, makes wine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, nice. You know how... No, I don't know. Uh, Tarkovsky's Clone Wars. That's kind of a series of vignettes, sort of. Ooh! So... Fire alarm. So, short clips slash... I mean, it doesn't have... Vignettes aren't just footage, but, like, short little mini-stories that aren't really stories. You mean Cream Daddy? Like, slice of life type stuff. Like, oh, look, it's just cleaning day, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Ew! That's cum! (laughs) That's the good type of cream. What are you talking about? No. I don't want to know what sort of shenanigans you guys got up to yesterday. He scares me. Tell he... me when. Colin likes cream. He, he likes some coffee in his cream. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention actually. It kind of zoned out because I was like, wow, he does cream after pouring coffee? Yes. That's kind of weird. Depends, Ow! It depends on what type of cream slash coffee Papa, slash Papa, it's hot. Does um, other daddy want coffee? Uh, not right now. Wait. Okay, back up. <laughs> okay. We're talking about cream, jizz, vignettes. Okay, vignettes. There we go. So, whilst there is an overarching story to this movie, there there is plot. It's very light and easily digestible. The focus mm-hmm. is more so on the character interactions mm-hmm. and the cool settings and whatnot, rather than uh, all of the background stuff. The world building is there, but it's mostly for the sake of... It, it's not interested it's, in the world building in and of itself. It's interested it's in, in what It's in the sake it of, care, uh, of moving along the story uh, right. with, like, certain people's dilemmas that they have in their life, like how with, uh, with him... Being a, her, being a uh, little bitch. Being a little bitch. <laughs> he wants to help, but also, like, he's still a child. Yeah. And his heart's taken away, so he's kind of, like, in a dilemma. And then we have the the ugly fat witch um, who's trying to be beautiful and trying to find Howl's heart. And then we also have um, Sophie, who's literally just trying to live life. Which I like Sophie a lot. Because this is like one of the first times I ever saw a anime where 
the, our main character wasn't like an attractive person. Because she became, she was cursed to be old and ugly looking. Yeah. I really, so I did read the original book a while back. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, so my memory's pretty loose on it. But I really like the, the shifting of themes. The original book is a pretty straightforward, like uh, an American, American slash English European, like fantasy book, you know, mm-hmm. versus this is clearly takes place in a very European styled world. Um, but the themes are less about the the stuff that the book was about. It was a little bit more intense. There was more, uh, like, kingdom drama. There was more world building. There was more magic stuff. Versus this is lighter fare, and it's a lot more about the the very strong anti-war themes, as this was a direct response to uh, Iraq. Um, and all of that sort of stuff. It, it just, it comes across as a, an, a, an adaptation that's actually worthy of existing because it takes the source material and does something interesting with it rather than just being a photocopy. Mm-hmm. It's stylized entirely differently. It's, the mythology is shifted all around. The characters are fairly different, but it keeps the, the same ideas. Mm-hmm. It just focuses on different parts of it, if that makes any sense. A yeah. high point for me was the sound design because Mm. oh my gosh OCD levels of detail like Mm -hmm. the creaky doors um there's there's a part where an old lady is walking down like a cobblestone road with a cane and there's a dog following her and you can hear his nails scratching on the cobblestones as he's walking yeah like Mm -hmm. intense levels of Mm -hmm. detail in the sound design and it's amazing uh, Definitely, the Studio same thing Ghibli is with one. the the moving castle. Like just so many exhausts and creaks and groans in the metal and joints moving. Yeah, and shit like that. That I love. I love House Moving Castle. It's definitely like my. It's probably my number one Studio Ghibli movie, if not for Princess um, Mononoke. Mononoke and. Suddenly distant gunshot. <laughs> What's the other one? Shit. I'm not sure which one. There's been uh, like 15 of them. Something of the Valley. Nausicaa. Um, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind. Yes. Nausicaa really? The, yeah, I, I love the, that the, one. I mean, I like it, but this is definitely higher. Oh, well, yeah. no, for sure, but I just like that. That one, I like a lot. Not necessarily because story, but literally visually. Visually, it carries me the See, whole time. that's the thing is with... Obviously, we have almost a 30-year difference between the, those two mm-hmm. movies, so yes. direct comparison kind of sucks. This movie, in terms of detail, is immaculate. Yes. Um, it was made in the early 2000s, so I'm sure... You can tell that there's a little bit of computer tech going on, but the blending between the rare times they use, like, 3D models, which is the stuff I despise in anime that always comes across as really shoddy. It's so difficult to it's do. It's so hard. The, the only really way that I found someone is able to do that without it looking, like... Too bad is if it's like a uh, a, a, a distant shot. It's yeah. like from the distance. It's like yeah. a character walking away. Right. It's Something like really like... really small. Or in the new Attack on Titan, uh, Mappa, they were kind of iffy in like the first half of the final season, but then the second half it felt a little bit more like they kind of came into it and figured out how to like. I don't know, mess around with that. But anyway, yeah. I, I didn't even notice that they used any 
3 D. I, I didn't have either. a very nitpicky eye for that, just because it's like a really annoying thing for me. You're and such a hipster. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I barely. There was only a handful of times I could even think that it was the hand drawn animation for this is immaculate, and the um, the disparity between the animation itself and the um, background, like tapestry type painting stuff, is there's almost no difference. And that's the thing that usually bothers me the most about anime in general is mm -hmm. it's like, wow, look, you guys can animate figures on top of a painting background that someone else did. Whoa. But like the style here in terms of texturing and like lighting is very darn close. They, um, there's a sequence towards the end of the movie in a, in a dream where, uh, Sophie's going down a tunnel, um, Mm. Filled with like hoarded treasure and whatever, and the reflect the the light reflectivity off of uh, bowls and goblets and coins and whatever while she's walking down with a candle in the dark is gorgeous. It those are painted images, the the background and the actual like physical place is just a painting that they put up, and they're animating her moving. But the way that they use lighting on top of the painting itself was was gorgeous. They do that so frequently where it doesn't feel it's like it doesn't feel like it's a a play being put on over a painting. And the animation in and of itself really lends to that cuz it's so fluid, which for anime is rare. Mm. They did not cheap out on this whatsoever. It just it's it's genuinely stunning. Some of the designs are not up my alley. Some of them are freaking weird, but like the general character designs and the movement and whatnot are immaculate. I absolutely love Howl's jacket. But I think he looks way better with like black hair than blonde hair. Oh yeah. The white jacket? No. Or the black jacket. The pink black jacket. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. The diamond one. I love that jacket. I really appreciate the fact that the protagonist isn't a child for once. I have to just say it because mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. I like child protagonists in anime, but it's sometimes it's nice to have a a very love-based narrative that isn't based around middle schoolers for once. Yes. They're actually adults. That yes. makes me feel less creepy. And she's an independent adult. Yes! Um, yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. I was waiting for it. Uh, I've been to Regal a couple of times. And... A couple of times in my life. And there are about 1,000 commercials before every movie that I see. And it's quite often that they'll be like, Oh... We've got freaking anime playing in theater 45 of this building on one day of the month. Um, and I was thinking about it last night. I was, I was watching this movie. Like, I would probably watch this movie in a theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it looks mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a great pick. That's, that's high price. That's, yeah, no, that's very valid. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about going to some of those um, anime reruns slash re-releases at some point. I almost went to... Oh, I wish I went. I almost went to see the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which is based off of the Jujutsu Kaisen book number zero. It's like a prequel. Whoa. I almost went to see it. I didn't, though. You, you should have. I should have, because I'm a weeb like that. Um, but I wanted to see the Batman a uh, fifth and sixth <laughs> time, so I did that instead. Uh, and seventh. <laughs> no! That, my seventh viewing of Batman was in my home. Okay. With so your my shorts off. My, yeah. <laughs> the only real... I wouldn't really call it a criticism, more like a point of curiosity that I feel like I need to look into is... Ask. 
Um, oh boy, Mr. Weeb expert. Um, <laughs> as he pushes his glasses up. So, Sophie is, is cursed to look like an old lady, yep. and she can't tell anyone that she's cursed or how it happened or mm-hmm. why. It's, it, she magically, physically cannot do it. Yep. So she just goes about living her life as an old lady, whatever. Um, during certain moments in the movie, and a lot more towards the end, mm-hmm. she just starts slowly reverting back to being her younger self. Yep. Yep. When she's asleep, sometimes yep. it happens. Yep. Um, I'm trying to figure out the link between these things, because she ends the movie without the curse being removed, but she's just, her younger self, she just happens to have gray hair. Um, so I know that there's logic to it. I'm just trying to decipher exactly what it is. So, wait, wait, can I try? I yeah, want to try. Yeah. All right, so parts of it were, like, in the dream or when she was all by herself, and I think that's just how she sees herself still. But also there was the part where she feeds... The freaking Billy Crystal, her ponytail, her hair, and her hair gets short, and that part looked really weird, by the way, and then it seemed like everything after that, she was young. So it seemed to have something to do with her hair. No. no. I was thinking... It's a a vague emotional thing, obviously. It's... it's, I haven't nailed it down, because I've only seen it twice, I think, in my life. Um, but it has something to do with her, like, not really caring about it and being, like, emotionally fulfilled in her life, regardless of the circumstance. Because when she's with Hal, it is the most frequent times where it goes away. He doesn't seem to see her like that, even though earlier in the movie, he clearly sees her as an old woman. Towards the end, she's getting all confused because he's, you know, kissing her ass and whatnot. Um, and it's, not there's something in there. I, I have a bucket of ideas that I just have to, like, stir around a bunch until I figure it out. But please, explain to me and make me smart. Basically, so... Uh, so, with butch- so, to butcher it, um, basically what it is, is that she's cursed to look old. And so she believes that she looks old, so she does look old. And so, whenever she's more with... Uh, um, whenever she is told that she's beautiful, or basically treated like she's beautiful, she, like, turns into, like, being beautiful again and being, like, young and whatever. But whenever she's just by herself, she's like, oh, I'm old. I look old. Oh, I'm gross. But it's basically just, like, this man is making her feel beautiful, so she does look beautiful. She's never really felt beautiful in her entire life. Right. So she was okay with that. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm old, whatever. I've never looked pretty anyway. I this is, this is how I look, and this is how I act. I might as well look how I act. I did, like, the beginning, uh, right right after she's cursed, and she basically gets over it while she's just, like, walking yep. into the wilderness, and she's kind of, like, talking mad shit to herself and whatnot. I, I liked all of those little moments where she's like, yeah, I'm old, yeah, whatever. Like And hanging out with Turniphead. Yes. I, I liked the... Anime plays into a lot of weird stereotypes, some of which are very common with, like, American media. Some of them are different. But something that anime does a lot is, like, old people are gross. Just unanimously, old people are, like, fat, gross, and ugly all the time. Unless it's it's some specific exceptions. Um, But this movie has plenty of old people in it, but it doesn't, like, portray them as being old, weird, and gross. Even when she is, quote-unquote, old, weird, and gross. One of them's a straight-up gilf. Hold the phone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, it's how's ha- straight up like mommy teacher, wizard mommy teacher that has literally has like a little version of Howl. So she's upset. She's yeah. a pedophile. 
agreed. Like all women are. True. Um, <laughs> it's so true. They prove me, me laughing at you does not mean I'm dis- disagreeing with you. I know, but it's so true. I get proven correct time and time again, <laughs> even around the females that I know. And they're like, I don't know, like younger than me, but like how they say things I'm like, wow, you are a fucking pedophile. It's just that like mom nature that's in women. Uh, pedophiles, dude, I'm telling you. Okay, I, I appreciate the fact that it. The, the movie decidedly doesn't treat her being old as being inherently at a disadvantage. It's not some, like, moral failing or whatever. She just happens to be old, but it also gives her more freedom to kind of do what she wants with her life mm-hmm. because she doesn't feel like she has to fall specifically into the boxes that she would if she was a 18-year-old girl living the life that she was, where she wanted to do... X, Y, and Z, you know, probably find a husband, go on dates, whatever. Like, the stuff that's, like, really vaguely implied, you know, her younger siblings being like, how are you not married yet? Oh, my God. I'm eh. it, it, like, versus when she's old, she just kind of gets to chill out and do what she wants. She's fine cleaning and hanging out with people and cooking and doing whatever, and she's happier that way. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the fact that it doesn't... The, yeah, it's... It was supposed to be a curse, but oh, ended up being a blessing in disguise. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, so it was a curse that was given to her by someone who cares about looks and cares about right, and, uh, cares about what other people think. And, she, and Sophie's kind of like... Sophie is kind of like that, because we all are a little bit. But, she's, but inherently, she's just more like, whatever, I guess this, this is what I'm given in my life. This is what I'm going to have to deal with. She's not someone that's going to like complain about her life. She's going to what she's got is what she's going to deal with. It's a form And of, I enjoy that. It's a f- I think it's her most endearing character trait throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie is it's kind of like a radical acceptance. Like mm-hmm. she's just like <clears throat> it is what it is. Exactly. And it's not Fuck it, a, we not, ball. Exactly. Not in like a passive like eh, whatever type of way. Like she clearly is like, "Okay, this is really weird. This is a ske- this is a scarecrow that is following me." Um, Hello, Mr. Turtup Head. Would you like some help? Yeah, maybe I should just tell him to stop following me and like randomly point at him and be like, like, it's just, it's a, it's a level of... She's so cute. I love it. Yeah. Whether she's old or young, it doesn't really matter. She's like, look at this literal child pretending to be a grown man wizard. Uh, Yeah. I love that. Like, she doesn't do anything about it. She doesn't like, whoa, you're like a lying piece of crap. She's like, well, you're kind of being deceitful, but whatever. Or... All of the magic stuff, all of what's happening with Hal, she's not, there is no thought in her mind where she's like, oh, he's cursed and probably looks like a massive weird demon bird thing. I should maybe reconsider what I'm doing. She just doesn't care. No. That's she accepts that it's what she she's accepts been given. Life. She accepts everything that's in life, which is nice. Yes. It's a very conscious choice. It's not her being a passive protagonist. No. It's just more like, ah, this is, this is life and that's okay. Not as in like... Um, we shouldn't change things in life, but just more no. like she understands that life is weird. I think that comes through a lot when she ends up taking in the witch lady, who's this the person who has caused her. I in who theory, has cursed her, literally cursed her, caused her the most amount of distress in life. Is clearly not a good person, but she takes her in once the it's clear that the witch has had her powers removed and whatever, and like can't take care of herself. She's basically senile. She's like, ah, why not? You know? Ooh, how's little heart? I need his heart. I have something. I'm going to shit.
<laughs> See, this is why I need a pocket dildo at all times. So when he does that, I can just go <laughs> shove it right up his ass. Yeah, exactly. Um, something I don't understand about anime culture, as in like most animes, is they're so passive about demons. Like there was a part in this movie where. Uh, Sophie was like, oh, it's a fire demon, it's fine. Like, just so easygoing. And it's like, demon usually has a negative connotation with it. They have a very different definition of demon. Yes, because all their demons are not actually really demons. That's the funny thing. Whenever I see an anime and they talk about demons, it's like, it's not. Like, Demon Slayer, everything that that they call it, it's a, yeah, everything that they call demons and demon slayers, they're vampires. Nothing is a demon a part of, of There's them. probably a definitional difference. It's probably like a broad categorization for like yeah. mystical being. Yeah, because also their, mystical, their mystical beings are very difficult. <laughs> well, also, spirits are like nothing. They're literally like this tall and they don't float and they have to like crawl everywhere. That was the thing then... about Calcifer I love the most, aside from Billy Crystal being genuinely hysterical. Um, it's just he's a little he's a little blob man. Yeah. Yes. And he just yes. like kinda it like he's he just crawling over the logs. Yeah. And he's like almost falls. He's like, help, help, she's trying to extinguish me. And then and, he falls into the car. It's so, and it there's it still of... works like fire though. Exactly. It's that animation was really good. It was a, a sense of it's something I think this movie nails that I usually have a problem problem a preferential difference with an anime is they do a lot of physical comedy in anime that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't like the really overreactive Oh, 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 yeah, like that. Oh, oh. More like you know. Um, I mean, I watch Pokemon because I'm a degenerate. Um, you wow, know, you get. I don't watch Pokemon. You, I know, but you like you know when people get like electrocuted in a man. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> like I don't typically find that very funny. Um, and that's something that this does tone down a lot. Is there's very few moments where it's like, this character is now breaking physics for the sake of a joke. Like there's the one time that Hal comes bolting down the stairs, and that's the closest thing that gets near that at all. Everything else is vaguely reasonable within what we can see the physics of this world work as and the same thing goes with Calcifer. It's like he just he has a weight because he has a heart which I only started realizing towards the end. Yep. I figured he was the one with the heart but I didn't realize that that weird rock thing was the heart and that's why he's like physically heavy. <laughs> I didn't realize that until at the end when they literally state it. And they're like, having a heart is a heavy burden. Thank you for stating the themes of the movie for me, because I'm dumb. Yeah. And I need that. Um, <laughs> but a heart is a, a heavy burden. He's just a cute little blob man. Yeah, I love Funny him. little eyes. That's why I want to get a cat and even Calcifer. That's why. That's why well, I said. That's why. That's why I've been saying I want to get a cat named Cows for the longest time. No one understood. Just watch fucking House Moving Castle. It's perfect. He's literally a cat. See, he's uh, a fucking fire cat. My femoid and I have decided that the next cat we're getting, or cat at all, is gonna be named Bucket. <laughs> Bucket. <laughs> what the fuck? Because you can give cats dumb names. If you give Bucket. your if you give your cat a basic name, you're stupid. Like this is Daniel. this is David. Like, <laughs> you, know, you, you named your dog David, but you named your cat, like, Sir, but, Sir Buttsniffer the 18th, yeah. Sir, Lord of Sir the Sir Ballas the 3rd. Exactly. <laughs> Sir Frederick the... Sn- <laughs> Sir Frederick the <laughs> Sniffer. <laughs> Bucket. Bucket. <laughs> Anyways, Jacob... Mine's gonna be cool. Mine's gonna be Calcifer. I'm gonna steal that from you. No. This mo- I actually had multiple moments in this movie where, like, I got a little giddy. 
like a little like sitting on the no, couch. No, really? Like, exa- Not surprised. <laughs> when I watch anime, I never get that. It's well, I okay, I don't know. So whenever you say, I actually got a little giddy in this movie, or I actually shed a tear this movie, I'm like, whoa, what a surprise. <laughs> I, know, I cry at everything. I mean, yeah, like, you do. I you- mean, I was watching, because I get, this is a, a medium I'm not a huge fan of and I'm not really into like intuitively I have to like consciously think about watching anime and then uh, that's I me now I Ooh. actually don't watch anime as much anymore there's like a few things wow. like what you see on my shelf that's pretty much it we did it boys we saved him yeah no it's just there's I, I actually yeah there, there is a peak to anime yeah. and I hit it and I'm like no, oh wow sure. shit but it, it's Berserk Neon Genesis Evangelion Chainsaw Man and yeah Colin has climaxed in his anime. I have, actually. Uh, yes. It's all downhill from here. It just, it gave me a, there were a few yeah. moments where I just thought were, like, genuinely funny. Like, not in, like, a I'm laugh, like, it felt like the screen wasn't there, if that makes any sense. It wasn't like I'm laughing at a joke, it was like I'm watching characters do silly things that it mm-hmm. feels like they're right in front of me doing dumb, silly things. Yes. Like, wrapping a rope around a scarecrow to pull a plane out of a house house's mouth mind you like it's just funny i don't know there's something about it it's just like Ooh, do you like it <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> uh yeah i love this movie so much it's so great i have like no complaints about it ever well funny since- dog looks weird i love the dog he's like a bird mm-hmm. i love the dog yeah he looks like a pidgey did we ever get a name for the dog? Yes, but I don't remember. He is dog. He's dog. dog. I love the fact that he makes wheezing noises instead of barking. Yes. He's like, <laughs> like that. Colin at all times. Literally. Anyways. Yeah. After talking so long about a movie that brought us joy and pleasure. Uh-oh. We should talk about a movie that caused us pain and, and, and... Distress. I was going to say suicidal tendencies. <laughs> Immeasurable disappointment. Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. Came out a week ago. Two weeks ago, I guess. Something like that. By the time this recording is it's fucking ass. Released. Fucking hate that movie. Can I, can, I, can I have the same point I did about the last movie? Yeah. The soundtrack is awful. Yeah. Because you have four Guns N' Roses songs. No, no, sorry. <laughs> it starts out with the meme song. Who can say... Who cares? Um, and then the rest is GNR songs. And then in between are just a couple of literal placeholders songs of just characters are moving and then they end. And then the scene begins. So I, I if I ever see this soundtrack in a store, I will find an employee... And ask them if they're serious trying to sell this. So, the only good part about this movie was the beginning where we found Gore. Yes. Gore was the opening. Gore, uh, his whole, like, um, Gods Must Die. And I was like, wow, I'm really excited to see this. I'm like, this is going to be good. Because it started out pretty good. It started off on a stronger note than yes. I was expecting. It was started on a stronger note than I was expecting. And it just jumped right in. Like, I, it, it was weird. There was no, every, like, title screen or whatever. It just went right in. I'm like, okay. Every MCU movie that starts off with the villain before the title card hits is pretty much always better. Yes. But then... 
It sounds so bad. It didn't even explode when it when it landed. It was like a wet thud. Yeah. My wet thud. The best description of this. There are specific elements that I don't think are bad ideas. There are characters I don't mind, and there are some jokes which are funny ish. This feels like a first draft of a movie that was clearly put on an assembly line. We all know about all the all Marvel properties are over they're undercooked and sent out the door. It's kind of it it sounds like the same complaint every time, but it's clearly a serious fucking problem. Phase four is a serious problem, right? Uh now. yeah. There have been some high points, but there have been a lot of low points, and even those higher points have like an asterisk next to it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, this movie f- has a lot of decent ideas. There's a couple of costumes that are cool. There's some character interactions that are nice, but I think it fundamentally misunderstands most of the themes of Jason Aaron's entire Thor run, tries mm-hmm. to compile them into one very short movie. <clears throat> and then, like, it just... Colin and I, on the ride back, were, were talking mad shit, of course, and we're sitting there, and we're basically script-doctoring the movie already. Like, the fact that it took one viewing and, like, five minutes of thinking to go, I that could have been connected to this thing, and then if they had done this instead, that would have been more impactful when this happens. Like, the, the most basic parts of screenwriting, like, effective plotting, it just, it doesn't have it. It feels like an expensive SNL skit, and... Well, Christian Bale is giving it his all, but he has nothing to work with. Chris Hemsworth is being uh, funny, but there's no material, you know? I have points. Um, I, I think I wasn't there for your script doctoring, but I have a big one. They go to the Hall of Gods to find Zeus, and all the gods are alive, even though Gore the God Butcher <clears throat> has been running rampant. The fact... Why? Honest, but not that long. It hasn't been that long. Thor kills more gods in this movie than Gore does. Seriously. That we see on screen. They say Gore is doing this. We see security footage. Why don't we see Gore actually doing stuff? Mm-hmm. We get the aftermath of him doing some stuff. And then it just, it's no, there's no, there's no weight to anything. And I hate to just fall on the fact that it's a comedy as like, this is the reason why this movie was never going to work. But... Uh, I think the God Butcher stuff really does need to be in a serious movie, at least remotely serious. I think the Mighty Thor stuff and the the idea that they wanted to do like an 80s romantic comedy romp was fine. I like that idea, and I think you could do that with Jane, but I don't think those two things should have been compiled into the same movie. No. Because the stuff with Jane, which was really hit or miss, was that has more potential for the comedy aspect to it, Versus the God Butcher stuff is supposed to be this incredibly serious, deep questioning of Thor's own existence and his place in the universe. But this movie, Thor doesn't change at all, really. Like, there's no... The character arcs here are pathetic. They're entirely unearned. Every emotional beat is either undercut by comedy, or if it's played genuinely, I can't take it seriously because they've done none of the legwork to make it work. Um, another thing I have is... (laughs) This thought hit me in the theater, and I love it. Uh, there's a scene where Christian Bale is in the freaking cage that he's got all the kids in. And he's sitting there, and he's acting all spooky, and he's scaring them. And he's playing his ass off. It was a great job by him. But 
I just started laughing in this actually serious scene because so many years of him being the Batman and this is his best attempt at being the Joker now. <laughs> mm. Yeah. The, this all, And he did well at it. The thing, all I could think about was he is, at, he is, they turned Gore into a Bible man villain. Oof. Ouch. It's true. It's true. It's think true. about it. just everything from the sword, uh, from the stupid ass sword. They ruined the sword. Yep. And just how he acted, he just acted like a Bible man villain. It the I think the fundamental problem with the themes and the characters or lack thereof was. <clears throat> Obviously, the MCU slash Kevin Feige man have never really known what to do with Thor. This is well known. Thor 1 was great. Uh, they tried to replicate its success with Thor 2, but Kenneth Branagh did not want to return because he was tired. Patty Jenkins was going to come on, and then she ended up leaving because of creative differences. So they made basically a pale imitation of the first movie that no one really liked. Um... For the most part, it, it's incredibly mid. I defend that one more I, often. Well, than also defend other it, people. But it, it, but you know what I mean. It's, it doesn't have a lot to defend. It's, it's incredibly mid. Yeah. It's not offensively bad. Um, and then Ragnarok decides to, and I mean, even in Avengers, he's Whedonized. You know, we don't need to talk about that. Um, in both Avengers movies with Whedon, and then Taika coordinated with the Russos to create an actual character arc. <laughs> An evolution of his character, whereas in Ragnarok, the comedy would start... He would start being, you know, a funny surfer bro man, like Chris Hemsworth is in real life. And the comedy would be a coping mechanism for all of the trauma and whatnot. And I don't love Ragnarok, but it works as a movie. It, it works. The comedy fulfills a purpose. It's, for the most part, actually crafted jokes that have a punchline. And then leading into Infinity War and Endgame, I thought was peak. They nailed the balance of comedy and drama, Thor being an emotional wreck, but having actual, like, con internal conflict. All of that stuff was great. I commissioned Colin to make an art piece from those movies. because sucks. That's Colin's opinion. Um, <laughs> because that was, I, I genuinely enjoyed that, and it was actually impactful for me. And then, what's the follow-up to that? We get, so Thor's lost basically everything. He's not king anymore. Um, Asgard is now on Earth. It's become a tourist village. Um, he has basically no friends except for Korg and the Guardians. Like, there's just nothing here. He He's like, I'm going to no longer do violence except when people ask me to, and I'm going to be selfish again. It's like, there, it's complete and other rollback of his previous arc, and not in a he's relapsing type of way. It just, he has no character. He's just a vehicle for jokes. And that's kind of offensive at that point. It it hurts to watch because they put in the effort last time to change his character in a way that was meaningful and there's no follow-up to it. Kind of felt like... They blew it. It kind of felt like peak um, Thor was uh, Infinity War right after Ragnarok. Absolutely. That's what he just said. Yes. I also peak costuming, but that's aside the point. The <sighs> Yes... There's Fuck you! <laughs> I wanted to like this movie. There are elements that I, I find to be good and smart. I like... <clears throat> <gasps> Tooth Gnasher and Tooth Grinder. 
Are you talking about the goats? Yes. No. No. What? No. That's literally a meme from 2014. It's the goat scream. It's li- screaming. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> screaming goats is like a decade old. That they finally have the goats. The, go- uh, the yeah, goats that been fine. were but good no, no, in but Jason Aaron's comics. No, they but, don't do anything in this movie except scream, though. They're only a vehicle but for the But the goats jokes. are not gifts from other planet. No. The goats I get are... That, but I just want goats. Yeah, but he should have just had them from Asgard. I want goats. If we don't have, if we don't have them getting coming from Asgard, no goat. Where goat? No. It's in name only. Literally in. Gore's name. characterization is off. Jane's characterization is off. <clears throat> Thor has no characterization in this movie. The story has very little in any sort of resemblance to the to the source material. The the goats are only. In, I didn't even recognize that those were their names because they don't re, they don't resemble what they were in the source material. It's right. a name drop for a name drop. Uh, they killed Korg, and I was like, okay, I like that, and then they didn't. I was fine with that fake out death because I thought it was funny to have his head tied to Valkyrie, but that was just me. Um, ah, the only part of Korg that's alive is his face, apparently. See, and that was the thing. Korg, I think, is a really good example of the stuff that's wrong with this movie and what works. Half of his jokes are funny. Usually the delivery is fine, Taika's a funny guy in and of himself. He's a decent performer. But Korg serves no purpose in this movie except to be funny. He is and a... And Thor's only friend. Exactly. Instead of him... There's there's so many ways you could have integrated him into the story or have him do something else. But the biggest impact he has on this story is getting a boyfriend and making a rock baby. Like, <laughs> which was funny, admittedly. That was hilarious. But, like, that's it. His name's Dwayne. He's got a mustache. He's the rock. Yeah, it's... It, that was funny. Oh, I didn't just... I just got that! Dwayne the rock... Oh, my gosh! I just got that. But then the other half of his jokes are just... <laughs> Let me tell you about the space fight. Shut up. Just shut up, Gord. That was awful. That the, whole, like, intro. That's like trying the, to steal, like... The framing that, device That what's-his-face from Ant-Man. And that's not even funny. No. Overall, I'm sad that this, was, that this happened because I have a feeling that they're going to try to revamp the character again and it might not work this time. <clears throat> I... We're getting into Batman and Robin territories, boys. <sighs> oh, boy. I am I'm interested in what the story could be moving forward with Thor having a, a surrogate child. I think that's interesting. And I don't his, mind it. And it's his actual his child en- in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was cute. That's cute. But it has it doesn't do any of the work for that. And that's when when a movie does the whole you should choose love over violence thing, which is a valid theme, but it's incredibly ham fisted and silly. Like it's an er- it's an earnest decision. That's fine. But this movie <clears throat> does none of the emotional work for that decision to make any sense. I have some ideas on where those characters are going to go. She's kind of a unique creation, so I think that's interesting. I, I think you should wrap it up. I like the fact that they included Eternity. I just wish he wasn't blown in this movie. The, I don't know the, who the fuck Eternity is. In so. the end sequence with Eternity, there's a bunch of statues of the other... Uh, more primordial beings of the Marvel Universe, and that was cool. There was even I a statue of the one above all. That was weird. I did in, not expect that. In um, the Hall of the Gods, or whatever it is, you see Celestials in there, too. So. Yes, just the fact that it was omnipotent city. Why the fuck was it not Mount Olympus? I'm sorry, that's just offensively retarded. But we could have the funny, the funny dumpling god. 
If we if we don't make it just the Greeks, we could do the funny dumpling god. Yeah. Uh, All the gods could have orgy. Uh. Okay, the orgy jokes were funny. You do not get that block. Actually, that was that was funny. You are not, not invited. Orgy. <laughs> no orgy for you. Russell Crowe was funny. He yeah. was great. I will that take I will take that. It just ah oh, trying to flick the clothes off of Jane. I mean, dude, just yes, but like, Damn what's the, the potential of what, what Thor's hero, Thor's childhood hero, being a washed up pathetic loser? There's so much drama to mine from that, and they're like. Nah, just play it for laughs. Oh, never listen to your to your to your heroes, little children. Never meet them. No, no, no. The the Basically. the axe and hammer jokes didn't get old though. I don't care. Those those are so overplayed, but I still find them funny. Where he's cheating on his weapon, I don't care. It's funny. Yeah. Anyways, this was. I found most of the humor in this dumb. Most I, of it I was. Didn't laugh. I laughed like twice, and it, it was like a, a chuckle. I exhaled out of my nose a couple of times, but most of it was me looking at Colin with Jim from The Office face. Um, yes. This was one of their worst entries by a long shot. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bottom of the list. Yep. Yep. Okay, end me. Sorry. F tier. I have a fun story. No. I went to Jetpack, and I found Kyle and... What's his name? Daddy? Rich. <laughs> what's his name? Daddy Rich. Um, I wonder if... <laughs> Ever wait? Is are you gonna keep that in the edit? Yes. <laughs> what if he hears that? Oh um, I specifically told them that we talked that I mentioned Kyle multiple times by name last week, and they boosted it. So nice. <laughs> nice. Um, Someone must listen or not care. And I told them about my dilemma. I tried reading Justice League Dark, the first trade paperback, and for some reason, issue number four was missing. And the rest of the book kind of has a big deal with. What happens in issue number four? So I was trying to find that issue and maybe the Wonder Woman tie-in. And they were like, okay. They knew what I was talking about. I said, do you think I can find the tie-in issues in the back room where all the single issues are? They said, definitely. That's a recent run. We had a whole bunch of those. Definitely check it out. So I go out back and I'm looking and looking and looking. Kyle comes by a few minutes later and he had already checked all the boxes in the front of the store. And he came out back and was trying to help me find what I was looking for in the back room, too. Like, he went out of his way trying to help me out. We couldn't find anything. I went back to the counter with books that I was going to purchase, and Rich found a trade paperback with all the issues I needed for the storyline. He said, check it out. It's cheap on eBay or whatever. So I found it on Amazon by the time I got back to my car. So... That huge story, just to say, the people at Jetpack are super helpful. But, this week, I read Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark The Witching Hour, a trade paperback. It has Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark The Witching Hour number one, Wonder Woman number 56 and 57, Justice League Dark number four, and Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman The Witching Hour number one. I don't know why you have the same issue, but the team swapped... And it's still number one. I don't get it. Because, yes. Whatever. Yes. Spooky booby. Uh, boobies! Uh, not really. I mean, it's spooky, but not a whole lot of booby. Um, you do get a, a really cool uh, possessed Wonder Woman, because the power of Hecate is all summoned up in her Did you say body. Hecate. Hecate. Don't challenge me. 
It's Hikate. It is not! It is Hikate. It is not! That's a main villain in Hellboy, Hikate. We've been over this like 15 times, but he doesn't care. Boobs. Let Jacob mispronounce something. He pulled it up on Google and it said it my way. On air. Google is a woman, so... Google's wrong. (laughs) Because she's a woman. (laughs) That's not true. You can change her to a man. Boobies! I'm... Wait, how do I do that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> One of my biggest complaints from Justice League Dark, the first trade, trade paperback, was that Zatanna did not have a huge um, part in the story. And she got a, a, a large portion of this story in uh, Witching Hour. And that made me happy. Uh, apparently, the goddess that nobody can pronounce... Splits up her power. Hecate. It's Hecate. Nope. Hecate, you can eat Sigate, dude. I put a curse on you. <laughs> Splits up her power over five people in the world at all times. Uh, uh, for some reason, magic is weird and stuff. Wonder Woman gets it. Most of it. And then she loses the magic stamp, and then at the end of the book, they go, wait a minute, who was the fifth person? And that fifth person is like, I have all the power! And then uh, they say they're going to deal with that in the rest of Justice League Dark. Wow. Uh, It was nice to have the story. It pisses me off that it isn't included in Justice League Dark's trade. Much annoying. I got it for 12 bucks. Cover price is... 17 Wow. You know, if you smack the book one more time, I think Hikate will come and put a curse on you. Jeez. When is Jacob so irresponsible with his books? You're not the real Jacob, you're the CIA plant Jacob. <laughs> The FBI agent on your app is laughing right now. I'm sure he is. All right. Colin. Talk to us about the boys. Ha! What the fuck? What the fuck? I need to get off Reddit. I'm done on Reddit for the day. Whoa! Okay. Wow. Wow. (laughs) All right. I don't want to know what he found. So, the boys season one. Yep. The one that came out in 2019. My favorite part was when A-Train was introduced. Wait, what? Mm Mm-hmm. My favorite part. You mean the murder part? Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My favorite part. Okay, so everyone kind of knows what the boys is, but a brief summary of the first season. Um, All the superheroes are controlled by a mega corporation, and there's a team of non-powered people trying to take them down because all of the heroes are like the worst degenerative pieces of shit on the planet. Makes sense that all the heroes would just be branding devices. They're just. Pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. I want to hear the last two. I want to hear the last two. Do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah, do it again, do it again, do it again. Oh, wait, there's more than just two. (gasps) What the fuck? I want to hear the people one. I want to keep hearing them. Quick, quick, one. Here are the voices you can pick from. Oh, I like that one. If you like this voice, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Shut up! No, because we can hear it. We can hear it. You don't need to hear the whole sentence. You can pick for your Google Assistant. That's my. Ah! You want me to keep using it? Just stop here. 
I like the last one. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. She's Australian. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop It's here. a toss-up between the Australian one and the British Here one. Here are mm -hmm. the voices you can pick oh, for boy. your Google Assistant. Anyway. Hot. So, yes, the non-powered people would like to take down the soups for various personal and non-personal reasons. Very personal, mainly. Mostly. Uh, the... There's a, they're all analog characters of superheroes from DC and Marvel. No need to really explain. They're all pretty obvious. Um, the Seven, which is the ripoff of the Justice League, is inducting a new member whose name is Starlight. She's great. She's very naive. She's because they murder a character. Oh, wait, no, there's an opening because uh, Lamplighter is yeah, gone. Yes, because Lamplighter died, mm -hmm. supposedly. Anyways, so everyone everyone heard about the first season when it came out because it was very, at the time, shocking. And I think that's the biggest gripe I have with the first season is, um, there's two things. One, I think the color grading is unnecessarily harsh. Mm -hmm. I understand that they were really trying to riff on the DC universe, and that's fine. It just, it, it evens out more in season two and three, and where it's, it's still very heavily stylized, but it's a lot less egregious. Um, and the shock value in the first season is a lot of the choices that they make and the way that they're presented is done for the shock value of, holy shit, what are they going to do next week? How could they get any worse? And while the show continues doing that throughout season two and three, it feels a lot less like I'm the, like the show's trying to grab headlines on like, you know, real news sites. Now you won't believe what the boys did this way. Exactly. Versus mm -hmm. now, they're just doing it because that's what the show does. That's what the comics did, and that's the point. Versus in the beginning, it felt like it was more so to grab attention than it was necessarily just for story reasons. But beyond that, I, I really, really like the first season. I thought the chemistry between Huey and Annie slash Starlight is mm. phenomenal. I like Huey. I do like Huey. I relate. I like his dad. He's very cool. In the not cool ways, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Simon Pegg, There's right? an Yeah. He was originally going to be Huey, but he aged out of the role. Yeah. Um, because Huey was inspired by him. Right. Um, I think the tonal balance between being really serious and um, having some good comedy in it really helps the show go down well. It doesn't come across as in poor taste, whereas the book is a full-out parody of superhero comics, and sometimes it does come across in poor taste. I don't think it is trying to be in poor taste, but sometimes it just doesn't taste good, you know? Um, tastes like piss. I'm sure Colin likes that. Uh, some no. days. Colin, what do you, do you have any more days. thoughts on season one? Please uh, make lots of milk jokes. Uh, mommy milkers, um, uh, Homelander big milky guy. Loves milk. Um, milk kink. His new nickname is Mother's Milk. Oh my god. Um, hates babies, because he baby. He big baby. Um, Maeve pisses me off. Interesting. Um, see, the one thing, which I can, I, I just want to say now, is we still don't know why Mother's Milk is named Mother's Milk, because in the comics, he is a soup, and there's a reason for it. Hmm. <laughs> It's a whole thing. Um, if you would read the comic. It's fucking weird. Um, I don't want to read the comic. I'll just weird. watch three seasons of a TV show. 
Yeah, based on the comic. Why would I want to... It's not even based on the comics anymore. Why would I want to read The Boys? To be fair, once we get into season three, it's really not based on the comics anymore. Right. Which is, I think, a good thing. Overall, the action um, is fine. It's not bad. But in season one, it's definitely pretty rough. They, It's hard to use the soups in interesting ways that don't blow up the budget. Um, particularly because you have people like Homelander who are like basically just... He's Superman, so, you know, he can do anything. And they, ex- they ex- specifically put Homelander in situations where he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't really have to extend any energy. He doesn't have to fight people. He just shoots them with his eyeballs, and he's done. Um, it's a nice demonstration of how the character doesn't actually do any real work, but also probably for budgetary reasons, because if he started fighting people, the city would get leveled. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like season one. Jacob, you got more stuff? Give me more stuff. Hecate. It's wrong. It's Hecate. Hecate sounds so stupid anyways. <laughs> Hecate, wakey <laughs> I read Suicide Squad, Get Joker, written by Brian Azzarello. Suicide Squad, get pegged! Arted... By That's what Alex, I was like. Alex Maleev. Yeah, I thought he was the artist. Yes. Alex Maleev. And colored by Matt Hollingsworth. So, the Suicide Squad is created again by, 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 by big mean lady uh, Amanda <clears throat> Waller, right? Yes, Waller. Okay. How do you not remember that? I don't know. She's I'm in dumb. everything. Amanda Waller. And... Uh, leading the team this time is not Harley Quinn, but Jason Todd. And they're being hired to get Joker. Whoa. I also just read this one pretty recently, so I might tag team in here. I'm sorry. I'm going to steal, I'm gonna steal I'm all your airtime. He's just got to shove his dick in everything, doesn't he? Yeah, you're not allowed to talk, actually. <laughs> you're not my dad. You're not my real dad. I was really excited that it was going to be a Red Hood-centric book. Will you shut the fuck up? (laughs) It's not your review. And then you got this book, and you said, ah. Yeah. Um, In the first issue, Joker kill Amanda Waller, but not really. And he gets the boombox that blows up the Suicide Squad. And... Then the second issue, um, <clears throat> Harley does a strip tease to try to get to Joker. Colin, calm down. Booba, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I see? No. no. Fuck. Buy the book. No. What? Why? You've got four or five of my books right now. Just let me see. No. I want to see the booba. Google it. The end of the second issue has another Suicide Squad going after this Suicide Squad because they've been uh, excommunicado. They've been given up um, and abandoned, and they're no longer the Suicide Squad now. And then the end, the the third issue is kind of just a big fight scene and. Then we find Joker on a beach, and Red Hood walks up, and there's a gunshot, and nobody really knows how it ends. 
This is a pretty shitty book. I was very heavily disappointed. Because I like the idea of Suicide Squad getting Joker. But as soon as he got a hold of the boombox, I was like, oh, no. And it, it was pretty terrible. Uh, it cost 25 bucks for the hardcover, and I wish I paid... Anyone? Eight? <laughs> it's pretty too bad, because Brian Azzarello is usually pretty solid, but this sucked. Yeah, it felt sucked like hard. suck butt cheek the, and ball. Yeah. The third issue was also delayed by multiple months, and it still feels like an absolute like rush job. It there's a few ideas that are kind of hinted at, which I found vaguely interesting. But the uh, <sighs> good Say idea it. execution was done badly. Yeah, I like the idea of what the ending <laughs> few panels were talking about, but there's no real character work in the book. There's so much just kind of sitting there and talking and uh, all of the character voices, you know, when you like internally, like you have the voice that you read a character in, they kind of all blend together in this book because mm. two of them have like really thick accents and those ones also die. And then everyone else just kind of talks very similar to each other. One of the accents changes quite often too. That it was, was like, so wait, annoying. what? It, I don't understand how this book came about from a really killer like team. It comes across like it was supposed to be a tie-in to the movie, but it doesn't feature that lineup of characters up until the end, and they're only there for a couple of panels. Like, this team is entirely different than the Suicide Squad team, so I don't know why they rushed this book out. The first issue also had a nice full two pages of... <laughs> no, you're privileged! No, you're privileged! No, you're privileged! That was very cringe. Um, this was also Malev's weakest art that I've seen. Some of it was okay. I still like it. It's not. It's it doesn't clean. Look bad. It's just it comes across as too clean for him. It it for a three issue storyline, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, like it it makes the the story look unique. Like oh, that's that Suicide Squad book that sucked. I guess there was one thing which I did genuinely like, and that was the fact that Jason Todd thinks of Alfred as mom, and that's funny. Right at the beginning, he's like, I got a cool dad and a cool mom. And then it shows Alfred. It's like, that's nice. <laughs> I pretty much agree with everything you just said. It was not good. Also, I don't think it's going to age well either. Even if it had been good, because there's this character with a COVID mask on. And it hides her power, which is fine, I guess. But can we please stop referencing COVID? Everybody wants to forget about it. I'm going to tickle your balls. I want to tickle your mom's balls. Okay. You do that. Have fun. Colin, we, we get to talk about Stormfront now. Gross. She grossed me out, dude. Yes. So, Boy Season 2 uh, came out in 2020. It has a very short time jump between Season 1 and Season 2. And now we get a new, a new hero who's a literal Nazi. Um, we get a lot of backstory for Mother's Milk and other members of Du Bois. Um, and then we get all this weird corporate espionage secret experiment stuff with lamplighter and like this facility with soups and soup babies and stuff i really like lamplighter also his powers are incredibly op if you do the science it's mm -hmm, fucking insane mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um that was nice lamplighter is a piece of shit well yes himself what did you do in front of my statue my I mean, dad would be so proud i mean Mildly based, maybe? No, no, yes. no, no, yes. no. What a fucking little bitch who can't deal with life. 
I mean, also true. Um, I really like the fact that this season focuses on pulling Butcher back from being a homicidal maniac a little bit and him understanding that he needs to take care of Ryan at the end. Mm. Um, also, Rip Becca. Big fat Rip. Um, His poor wife. Dead. I think this is the best season out of the three. Um, wow. I think it's the most even keeled in terms of like pacing, uh, as well as visuals and writing quality. All the characters are balanced really well. They fit the dynamic very snugly. But also, the story has like massive, ginormous, gahongous hairy balls. Because this... So, I was talking to Colin about this when we were Love talking about sausage. season three. <laughs> this... So, the book... The, the, the boys' comic is a parody. This show is satire. There's a line... There's a distinction there. And it's tricky to nail that. But the fact that this show can so openly criticize and make fun of various sorts of people and their shitty opinions... In such an open and blatant manner, without any uh, enlightened centrist bullshit about re both sides are equally bad type crap, and it's like no, most Americans agree with a lot of things that Nazis think. They just don't like the word Nazi. The balls mm-hmm. on that was fucking insane, mm-hmm. and it's pretty fucking true statistically. So like, just those sorts of things, and the way that it tackled like online radicalization with memes was very relevant, and it was it just it felt well thought out. And more timely. And also Stormfront being a woman was very interesting. I have no real thoughts on her being a woman. I just thought it was interesting because they're like, what if it's not Homelander's dad, but it's a woman and he bones her? Aggressively. With lasers. What if he lasers her titties? Colin is not going to be in this episode. (laughs) I mean, no, he's he's it's correct. Just going to be edited out. Colin is correct. That's a thing that happens <laughs> <I> numerous <know>. times. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I like where the characters go. I like how off the rails it gets in terms of, like, using the boys' books as inspiration and a lot of, like, direct parallels, but f- twisting and turning it so much that it's, it's, it's a whole different beast. Um, I think that genuinely takes, like, really good writing skills. And that... Kind of like what MCU movies should do. Yes, what they should do. Like, be good. Um, Colin, do you have any more thoughts on season two? Uh, Maeve still pisses me off. Um, <laughs> she's such an asshole. I can't wait to hate her even more in season three. No oh boy. Uh, season one, uh, I really like how we are diving more into... Um, Huey and... Butcher's relationship and how it's getting a little rocked around and they are not liking each other and they have to deal with each other but then we realize like oh he's his canary and yeah. stuff like that I, I just really like I enjoy I think a character's individual like relationships more than I actually like the overarching stories. I agree. Watching the character dynamics, which I think definitely flourished in season two, just watching them go on their own like little side plots is very nice. They're developed as like actual people instead of it just being about Huey and Butcher and Homelander and that's it. Like mm-hmm. they're all given not equal, but pretty equivalent screen time. 
Did you have the villain of season two spoiled for you? No. Did you have it figured out? Yes. Dang. The the name Stormfront is the name of a Nazi publication. That's not what I'm talking about. Season two. The AOC character. Oh, um, I had a suspicion. She's more of a villain in season three. They're well, it's the setup for season three. The final twist that uh, Congressman Newman is the head popping soup thing. No, I had suspicions, but I didn't sort it out entirely. It was well done. I thought that was, it was well done. It didn't seem out of left field. <laughs> also hot. Um, you'll like where they take her in season three. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of very interesting stuff there. Mm. Um, I haven't seen it. I know. You should get on it. I like it when Red Hood has his Robin costume. Yes. Oh, goodness. Jacob. Hello. What else have you been up to? Ugh. I watched the unrated version of Sin City, and eh, it's still Sin City. Like How many, how many extra footages? I have no idea. I watched the original Sin City a while ago, and... This viewing seemed exactly the same. I have no idea. And I don't really have thoughts on Sid and City. So I think I'll just take a question. Wowza. That was fast. Who, if you were given a a Suicide Squad book or movie in any continuity, it doesn't matter, to, to write whatever, who would be the target? Not who's on your team, who's the target, and why. He is actually smiling today. I I have a target. I'm trying to figure out why. I've talked often about injustice how one of the strongest points from that whole story was how green arrow and harley quinn get along mm-hmm. so i think green arrow being the target would be a lot of fun because he's kind of batmany but not fully he's definitely his own character so he's he batman could, without the drag of a cape he could hide pretty well. He's Batman without the emotional damage. So... That's true. To have Harley going after him it with a Suicide Squad would be a lot of fun. And then to also have Black Canary help defend or protect Green Arrow would be interesting. Now I just want to watch a Black Canary versus Harley Quinn fight. I want to go watch Birds of Prey again. Bonk. Yes. Bonk. I think this I was is valid. Scared you were gonna ask me to build a Suicide Squad team, and no, eh, that, one, that gets rough. Well, can, assemble your best Avengers team. No, what is I this can. A, what is this? A Watch Mojo list? We know you can't, Colin. It'd be all. It's the, all Harley Quinn. All the women. Mm-mm. You're very Hunt, close. Huntress would definitely be on the crew. Well, yes. Which one? I don't freaking know the purple one. <laughs> Huntress from Brave and the Bold. Oh my gosh. Specifically, yes. Batman from the bowl. Yeah, that's fair. Because whenever she's with Batman, she's touching his ass. Even though in some comics, that's her dad. 
I just really want. I I, mean, I agree with you. I just really want good Green Arrow stuff because yes. the there's most of Green Arrow's comics are phenomenal, but Arrow was bad. And very not actually Green Arrow's character. The character of Green Arrow... I'm the real first vigilante superhero. Exactly. Uh, Green Arrow, his actual personality is insanely more interesting than anything that's portrayed him so far. And I think that's really lame. I want him to have a movie or a series. I need him to appear in a Birds of Prey spinoff. I need him to fuck Black Canary, and I need them to be a couple. Because mm-hmm, they are mm-hmm, the best couple. Mm-hmm, 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 Even though they punch each other all the time. Mm-hmm. It's well, not abusive, I it's, swear. It's, it's therapy. Exactly. She's she's a licensed therapist. That is true. The Boys Season 3 is all about dads and impotence. And I was very happy that I was able to nail the themes very early on. Because every single character... There's a big time jump. Mm. Every single character is shown trying to adapt to a new situation and failing. They all feel like they've been muzzled or bridled or, like, handcuffed to something. Butcher is trying to go on the straight and narrow. He's trying to be sober and watch over Ryan and stop swearing so much. And M.M. is trying to keep his OCD in line and not punch people in the face Mm. and all that sort of stuff. Even though he is now divorced and his his kid has two different homes and he's trying to deal with that. And has a Nazi stepfather. Oh, boy. Yeah, that whole thing. And then we have... Um, Frenchie, who has always felt like uh, he's been attacked a lot as being like a dog, like he's 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 everyone's bitch. I felt so bad for Frenchie. Frenchie was it was rough. That that Frenchie. Russian chick pissed me off so much. That's the thing. I though, fucking is she is hate right. Her. And that is the thing is that Frenchie needs to stop doing that. Is Frenchie doesn't stand up for himself. He just kind of falls in line to whoever's biggest and loudest. And he needs to move away from that. And Kimiko helps him with that. Kimiko has... Oh, I love Kimiko. She has her powers taken away. So she literally feels impotent. Um, Huey is a little bitch and feels like a little bitch all season. So he starts taking drugs so he can save his girlfriend that doesn't need saving because he's so fucking toxic about it. And Homelander is Homelander. So he always feels like someone's trying to get in his way. Um, Soldier Boy is based on Red Pill. No. <laughs> I mean, in it, yeah, no. <laughs> in Reddit terms, yes. Yes. In real life, no. no. Yeah. Yes. No. The I yes, really appreciated no. how clear the theming and character arcs for this season. It was a lot cleaner than the previous two seasons, I think, in terms of character work and interactions. Um, they're really going quote unquote off script now about the comic stuff. Like they completely changed Black Noir's character, which was really cool. Good. The little animals. I love the little animals. Um, he got fucked hard. Like, yeah. So when Soldier Boy realized that what they're planning on doing, he's the reason. Soldier Boy is the reason why he's the way he is. Yes. His fucking face and his head all broken and shit. The different team dynamics was really cool. We have more heroes from the past coming in who are representatives of the love other sausage heroes. came back. <sighs> yeah, we got love he got sausage. burnt dick. Yeah, he did. Um. Did he screw a planet yet? No. Yet? That happens in a comic. It's a thing. Um, Soldier Boy was not a character I expected to like because I thought he was going to come across as like a, a retooled Stormfront because, one, in the comics, Stormfront was a dude and was kind of Homelander's dad. So I thought that they were going to, like, fuck around with that. And they did, 
but it was in a way that I felt worked. It was a, a similar ideological approach to it, but from a far more understandable lens, we see and hear a little bit about more of what Soldier Boy went through, which was bad, but it doesn't, it doesn't excuse him being horrible. He's arguably worse than Homelander in certain senses because he consciously chooses to be worse. Versus Homelander, quote-unquote, doesn't know any better, he's a baby, he has daddy problems, whatever. Home, the fucking Soldier Boy is, like, actively choosing to be evil, in a sense. Um, he's incredibly selfish in a weird way because he he's what Homelander is without the insecurities. Homelander is a people pleaser in a, in a way. He's always trying to get everyone's approval. He wants his approval ratings to go up. He wants everyone to love him for the wrong reasons and whatever. Soldier Boy doesn't fucking care. He's just going to do it, like whatever it is. So he thinks that Homelander is pathetic, which he is, um, and they end up doing lots of smashy stuff and lots of spoilers. Um, Maeve is such a fucking bitch to Huey and it pisses me off. She's like, you just screaming at your fucking bottom and asking to get fucked. That joke was really funny. No, it pissed me off. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Leave Huey alone, you bitch. I mean, Huey... Get the fuck out of here. Huey was a massive this season. I was very... It was very painful watching him actively choose to be a moron and then reel himself back in. Um, Homelander kind of has DID now, and that's weird. I don't know if I entirely buy it. I still don't know how I feel about it, but it's... it's so a, glad Maeve won't become a bitch. It's a, it's a type of twist on the black noir clone thing from the books, and I think it's interesting. I just don't know how well they're going to follow through with it in season four and potentially five. I think they said that... I don't remember if they said that four was going to be the end or if they're going to do five seasons, but whatever. The um, definitive answer to ending a show is six seasons, so I hope we end on five. I think five is about the limit, for sure. Six um, is actually is like the the is the cutoff. I really like this season, but it did feel like some of the character arcs, um, not that they felt disconnected from each other. They had the same themes running through them, but they they the characters themselves were segmented from each other. They were all off in their own corners doing their own stuff, and they barely interacted with each other all season. And I didn't like that. I liked how they all accidentally met up at Herogasm. That was kind of nice. Um, A-Train is on a better road? Kind of? No. Uh, an improvement. That, I... It's a spoiler, but whatever. I think his apology was genuine. To his that, brother? No, I mean, yes. No, to Huey. I genuinely think he... Oh, that defi- it definitely He's was. starting to understand what's going on. I think it's going to take him a little bit, because unlike The Deep who is pathetic and will not learn. Um, I, think, I, I actually think, thought that the Deep was going to learn something in season two. Yeah, I, I actually too. thought he was going to go somewhere, and he did, they, they did. And, and they're like, like oh, nah, shit. he's still a bitch. I like that. Yeah. I think season four could potentially have A-Train being their guy on the inside for a little bit. I don't know how they're going to pan out with the whole he still murdered Huey's girlfriend and has done lots of murder. Lots of murder. Or um, his own girlfriend. That too. Um, but I think they're gonna not try to redeem him. Like, he's not gonna be a good person, but he's gonna get better. And I I buy it, which is the thing I didn't think I was gonna buy, because in season one, he's like the most... He's almost as bad as Homelander. He's detestable. I love that they made fun of Kylie Jenner in this. That was so funny. They did a mock on the Pepsi ad. That was great. So good. 
Um, I really like this season. I have ideas on where season four is going to go, but that's speculation and that's filled with spoilers. And Jacob needs to watch season three. I'm gay. You're gay. Yes. Thank you for listening to our show. We appreciate it. If you appreciate us a great deal, please consider going over to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros. We have three different tiers you can sign up for. We have one person that we would love to thank. Jeff. And that would be Jeff. Jeff. Lorenz. Jeff, we love you. We love Jeff Lorenz. I love Jeff Lorenz. He apparently loves us. If you are not Jeff Lorenz, and if you love us, please go to Patreon. And Uh, be more like Jeff. And be like Jeff. Be like Jeff. Give us money, we give you stuff. Yep. We say your name in sultry, seductive voices. Jeff Lorenz. Colin, you can't be sexy if you try. Fuck! (laughs) We... Love Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. They provide us with all of the materials to feed our addiction. It's not a very good relationship, but it works. Uh, They have comics. Lots of comics. I actually need to stop by there today and pick up a book I bought that got signed by a dude that arted the book I bought. So, that's really cool. Next week. News. 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 We'll nudes. Talk about no nudes. Fuck! Just news. Nude. And we will we will reconvene the council and ponder the news orb. Dead meme. Um, it's not dead meme. Pondering your orb is like two months old. That's dead. <laughs> it's like two months old. That's it's so like, fucking dead. It's the like, official Halo Twitter account started memeing about it. It's dead. Companies are using it. It's dead. Holy shit. Holy shit! It's officially dead because companies are using it. It's warping time, guys. Yeah, that died as soon as Jared Leto acknowledged it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's when I knew that died. Um, yes. Tune in next week. We have social media. Go follow us and stuff. Um, I post funny pictures on social media. Yeah, Jacob likes photoshopping me onto women. Um, not just you. I've done me and Colin too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin's next. Oh boy! This is the best one. Let me see if I'm my <laughs> my feminist agenda. Uh, Colin is gonna get the femboy rain a minute. <laughs> nice. I have some. And I- so I said. Hey! 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 Okay, I need to pee and get coffee now. Editing this one's gonna be a bitch. Yeah, cause Colin keeps dropping the C-bomb. So with Mike, I think More it's... More bingus. You need a cup. I think that Mike doesn't really know anything about Nazis and it's just an aesthetic thing. Can you open it I up? I don't disagree. I don't think it's inherently no. a bad thing though. No, it's not. It's fun. Can you open it up? I want to see the inside. Yeah. Mike is way more interested in mythology than he is ideology. And that's fine. Yes. That's fine. It would be good if... I think it's fun because like it's, it's, it's mainly a, it's mainly a uh, humor thing. For sure. And that's, and that's not, fine. Playing Nazis as retarded idiots is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, they are yes. retarded white idiot dudes. Yes. Um, always. Oops. It would probably be good if Mike did some research being a six-year-old man, but he does seem to be pretty... He does a lot of fucking research in folklore. Uh, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Maybe, like... Uh, maybe that'd be good. But he seemed, he's a really solid dude outside of his work.